Well, afternoon folks. This is Jesse Cope with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. And as you can tell in the background today, we have some guineas out with us. And they're not very impressed that I'm walking past them right now. I think perhaps they have a nest over here somewhere. At any rate, we've got a few light showers coming in off and on today, so... I'm going to try and sneak this podcast in between them. It's lessened down to just a light sprinkle right now. So We're going to take our little walk, and we're actually going to... Well, let me back up again, as I, I forget so often in my haste. Thank you all so much for being here. I'm, I'm very glad that you all are spending a little bit of time with me today. And for those of y'all that are sharing the podcast, I'm extremely grateful for that. Those of y'all that are subscribing, that are sending it to other people, it helps immensely. So thank you a great deal. So today we're going to kind of do part two of the previous episode. And we were talking about education in the United States in particular. And we read through some quotes from some men to kind of illustrate the problems that we have with education system today and where they started or at least the mentality that has created those problems and so we read a couple of quotes from a man named John Dewey and you can go back and listen to the previous podcast if you want to go through them again and then we read one quote from Lenin who I know is not American, but Mr. Dewey and some others also, in quotes that I didn't read, spoke very highly of the socialist, communist ideology as far as it goes with education. And so I felt that that quote from Lenin was very eye-opening. And I'm actually going to read it again, not because I have any desire to promote that at all, but one of the principles that they taught us in the Marine Corps was you need to know your enemy. And folks, the people that want to push the kind of values and ideology that I'm about to read through are definitely not a friend to America or anyone who loves this country at all regardless of whether they come from overseas or here at home. So this is the quote from Vladimir Lenin in 1921. I I thought after I read this through in the previous episode how ironic it was that it's exactly a hundred years later. And as I read through this, you'll see how much of it is being pushed in society and in education. So here we go. Corrupt the young. Get them away from religion. Get them interested in sex. Make them superficial. Destroy their ruggedness. Get control of all means of publicity and thereby get the people's mind off their government by focusing their attention on athletics, sexy books and plays, and other trivialities. Divide the people into hostile groups by constantly harping on controversial matters of no importance 
destroy the people's faith in their natural leadership by holding up the ladder to ridicule, contempt, obloquy, always preach true democracy, but seize power as fast and as ruthlessly as possible, encourage government extravagance, destroy its credit, produce fear with rising prices, inflation, and general discontent, foment unnecessary strikes in vital industries, encourage civil disorders, and foster a soft and lenient attitude on the part of government towards such disorders. Be spacious by specious argument. Cause the breakdown of the old moral virtues, honesty, sobriety, continence, faith in the pledged word, ruggedness. Cause the registration of all firearms on some pretext with the view of confiscating them and leaving the population defenseless. Every single step of this seems to be being enacted today, folks. Uh, We are doing everything we can to push children away from God and Jesus Christ and the Supreme Court decisions back in 62-63, taking the Bible and prayer out of churches and then invocations later absolutely is an example a key example probably the prime example of that make them superficial all you've got to do to look at our youth today to see how superficial we're making them is look at TikTok or snapchat or any one of those social media sites i mean you could go through this whole list folks and tie it into our country as a whole from inflation general discontent causing civil disorder or supporting those who cause it, dividing the people. The last 18 months are a prime example of dividing people by race and class. The whole Black Lives Matter Antifa movement directly plays into that hand. Uh, The government having a lenient attitude towards such disorders You know, we saw riots across the entire nation in different parts of it. And there were very few people that actually got arrested and stayed in jail. It was very much a revolving door. And then the breakdown of old moral virtues. This goes back to our children and education again. Honesty, sobriety, continence, faith in the pledged word, ruggedness. Take away the Bible take away honesty, sincerity, uh, get them really interested in sex, constantly throw that in their face. Uh, The ruggedness thing, I think you can make that argument for both men and women. You know, we're trying to get men to be women today. And then the women that actually play the traditional roles and do the hard work, because it is hard, folks, the hard work of raising their children at home You know, we want to pretend as a society like there's some kind of failure that they're somehow lacking because they didn't decide to go and pursue their professional goals and aspirations, their personal dreams, right? That's hogwash. And with the men, we want them to be more and more like women to the point now where we actually have men that want to turn themselves into women. That's the epitome of taking away ruggedness in our youth this whole support for the LGBTQ movement, right? So, 
This quote from Lenin really lays out what our society as a whole is doing 100 years later from when he made this statement. And they're doing an outstanding job, the people that support these. And not just folks, not just the national and state level politicians or cultural icons. You see support from this from so many in the media and Hollywood and professional athletics. But really it's our neighbors down the road that vote this way, that choose to vote for these things. You know, that's where the support comes from. If you didn't have anyone that chose to vote for those things or chose to support those things financially or with their time and efforts, then you wouldn't have those people and power promoting them or or if you did they would be very short-lived so i want to go back to the first sentence about the young because that again is where this war for the soul of our country is going to be won in education and culture and how they're attacking our young people today and so i wanted to read a couple of quotes precepts, different things from a few of our original institutions of higher education just to show, and I've read a couple of these before, but just to show what our founders and even before our founders, our previous generations that founded these colleges and institutions, these universities, what their goal really was for education. And then I've got one or two other quotes outside of those. So The first one we're going to start with is Harvard, founded in 1636, and in their rules and precepts, one of the quotes is, let every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the main end of his life and studies is to know God and Jesus Christ, which is eternal life, John 17.3. And therefore lay Christ at the bottom as the only foundation of all sound knowledge and learning. And then also with Harvard, their original seal, which you can still see in some of their buildings, is truth for Christ and the church. Yale, established in 1701, they had the the goal that every student shall consider the main end of his study to wit, to know God and Jesus Christ, and answerably to lead a godly, sober life. So right there, that quote from Yale goes directly against the first couple sentences, or perhaps somewhere in the middle of that Vladimir Lenin quote about doing away with honesty and sobriety and decency, right? The virtues. They want to do, do away with a godly, sober life. Lennon did. Uh, College of William and Mary, founded in 1693, they had a goal to supply Virginia with a seminary of ministers in order to propagate the Christian faith. And then you go down to King's College, known as Columbia University. They wanted to inculcate upon students tender minds, the great principles of Christianity and morality. And then one more, Princeton, founding statement there, cursed is all learning that is contrary to the cross of Christ. 
So just this handful right here, and there's some others, folks, and we'll we'll dig through them from time to time. But the founding of these great universities, institutions of learning, at their core, it wasn't to be a great student of English. It wasn't to be a great mathematician. It wasn't to be the world's most renowned doctor, foremost in biology or physics or chemistry. It wasn't to master any number of languages. The core, th those were all goals, folks. I'm not saying they weren't goals. They absolutely were. But the core was to know Christ, to know how important he was and to spread that truth to others. That was their goal for their students. And you don't have to watch the news very long at all today to see how far those universities have fallen from from that goal a lot of and I'll go back and hit this but some of the original texts that were used besides the Bible folks which was used in education heavily for the majority the most of our country's history because again, this, this idea of separation of church and state, the modern version of it, it's, it's, it is that, it's modern. This is not what our founders believed or intended and it's not what subsequent, subsequent generations believed or intended. But a lot of the books, the texts that schools used had things like the Lord's Prayer in them, the Apostles' Creed, the Ten Commandments, um, and there's there's different books. There's a couple again. This this Patriots Bible. If you if you don't have a copy of it, folks, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It it is an amazing resource for pushing back hard against this lie of separation in church and state. And so, if you don't have a copy, I highly recommend that you get one. And you can find it anywhere online. A lot of the bookstores, the ones that are remaining anyway, at least Barnes & Noble, I should go back. I shouldn't say a lot of them, but I know that Barnes & Noble has carried it quite often. And they can easily order it for you or you can go online to whatever online bookseller you like and get a copy of it. But they have a little excerpt here. And they had a lot of those. They had those excerpts, those quotes from the colleges that I just read through. But this... I'm going to just read a quote from, they have a section there on education. In colonial America, in addition to the Bible and the Bay Psalm book, the first textbook for school children, the New England Primer, taught the ABCs by children memorizing basic biblical truths and lessons about life. A, for example, was associated with, in Adam's fall, we all sinned. B was heaven defined, the Bible mind. C, Christ crucified for sinners died. And it goes on and on, right? And so they had this in addition to, as I said earlier, Ten Commandments, Apostles' Creed. So the Bible was, it far from being rejected out of education, that was the core, that was the center, that was where everything was based off of. The other learning was important, you know, your 
biology and chemistry and math and English, but everything started here. This was the basis, was God and the Bible and Jesus Christ. So all of this here from this primer that they used for school children, which, by the way, the same page in the Patriots Bible says that was the second best-selling book in the colonies behind, shockingly, the Bible, right? So this is this was the actual attitude toward our founders and toward previous generations before them, the people that founded our institutions of higher learning, our educators. This was their actual opinion, not what people say today, not what came along through people like Dewey or Lenin overseas, even though he was overseas, that, that mentality was brought here, right? That's not what was intended. And, and those people that, try, that are trying to dismantle our republic then, 100 years ago, now, they knew that. They knew they were going against the intent. They specifically talked about that. They said, we've got to get people away from God and Jesus Christ. We've got to get people, the kids, the children, interested in things that they shouldn't be interested in. We've got to get them to focus on spending all their time playing sports, looking at sex constantly. You've seen a phone lately, a smartphone, folks. You know that pornography is just a click away. And if you've watched or talked to any parent of, sadly, elementary even, upper elementary and middle school and high school, you know that a huge chunk of their time is spent going up and down the road chasing athletics. My wife and I have this discussion quite often. We talk about it. Sometimes we're successful at pushing back on it, and sometimes we don't do such a good job, folks. But it's worth noting that one of the key architects in getting communism and socialism rolling overseas in Russia wanted people to focus their children, wanted to get children focused on sex and athletics. I think that's a pretty important point there. So I've kept y'all for most of an episode. I'm going to read one more quote quickly by Noah Webster, who is considered the father of American education. And this is a quote on what he thought schools, the purpose of schools really was. In my view, the Christian religion is the most important and one of the first things in which all children under a free government ought to be instructed. No truth is more evident to my mind than that the Christian religion must be the basis of any government intended to secure the rights and privileges of a free people. So again, this was Noah Webster's thought on what education should be based on if you wanted to keep a free people. And y'all are bright, folks. You can go ahead and connect all the dots with a quote on Lenin, and, and Noah Webster's opinion and Dewey's quotes from the previous episode. But the point is, everybody knows what's at stake, freedom and liberty. And both sides know that in order to maintain freedom and liberty, we have to have a country based on the principles of Jesus Christ, and we have to educate our children in those principles first and foremost. 
before we start making them great doctors or lawyers or teachers or anything else, they have to be instructed on those Christian principles. The difference between the two sides, folks, which is the same difference that we see across the board today in society and in education is both sides know it. One side wants to maintain that freedom and liberty. One side does not. They're specifically trying to undermine freedom and liberty. So just again, file all these things away, folks. Write them down a little bit if you need to. Listen to them multiple times. This is why one of the reasons I come back to these quotes over and over again. I know for a fact I've read you all a couple of those. Maybe the Harvard motto or seal. But that's the point. Muscle memory. We need to know, we need to have ingrained in our mind and our heart that the founding of this country, our founders, before generations before that and generations after that, they knew that we needed Christ at the center of our country. And if we didn't have that, we were going to fall. And we're, we're doing a real good job of showing exactly that today in America. So whatever your sphere of influence is, folks, push the truth out there. Get the truth out there wherever you can. Get the truth out there. You can't ever go wrong standing up for the truth. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day. I appreciate y'all again, as always, spending time with me. And I can't tell you how grateful I am for those of y'all that are sharing the podcast. We managed to hold off the rain just long enough. The clouds are starting to get a little bit darker, so I'm going to head in. And we will talk to y'all again real soon.